freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. It is Tuesday night. It is January 4th, 2022. I'm your host, JV. Co-host Britt Griffith is having some computer trouble. He'll be with us in just a second. We've got a great uh, friend with us that will be joining us in just a moment. Matt Couch will be here. We'll be, we're going to be talking about what we can expect for 2022. First of all, every time those I utter those words, 2022, I think some distant future that I only envisioned in like, you know, storybooks and sci-fi movies and Planet of the Apes and all this stuff. But here we are. We are actually in 2022 and we're actually entering the third year of this so-called pandemic, which is another uh, unbelievable fact. Uh, the, the fact that we're actually still even talking about this is, is quite incredible. The fact that we have lockdowns around this nation and in other nations still because of this virus is an incredible thing unto itself. We're going to be talking about all that. I'm just vamping right now because Britt, I don't know what the hell he's doing. His computer did a reboot or something. He texted me, he said it did some reboot. Generally what that means is he kicked out the power cord uh, by accident under his desk and he has to fix that. Um, and he tells me it was some kind of forced reboot. But, but <laughs> he has more forced reboots than any computer owner I have ever met. Hey everybody, JV here. Please take a minute and consider supporting the program. Our expenses are going up just like everyone else's, and it takes a lot to bring the show to you five nights a week. So we'd appreciate you going to the website, independencegang.com. Click on the Donate tab, or you can just type in independencegang.com slash donate. And spend a minute considering giving us a gift to help us fund our operations here. The Independence Gang is a labor of love, but there are expenses associated with it, and we appreciate your help. So anyway, maybe I'll just bring Matt and we'll just kind of start chatting here. Matt, how are you doing? Uh, happy New Year to you, my friend. Happy New Year, man. Uh, it's um, It doesn't feel any different. It still sucks. It really does. That's it. It just sucks. You know? Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it does. You know, I was just thinking about the fact. Now, I don't know about you. I mean, I know you travel a lot and do a lot of stuff. And I did too, but most of my traveling was related to a, a couple of conventions that I actually was the producer for. And uh, I did a ton of traveling, and all of a sudden it just shut down. And I feel like I've been caged up for going on, you know, two years now and uh, entering a third. And I, I, it's really affecting me, and you don't realize it as it's happening. But then when you take, you take a minute to step back and reflect, you say, wow, things have really changed. It's affecting mood. It's affecting my attitude. Oh, there he is. There he is. Nice of him to show up. Um, you know, so, but it affects people. So imagine the kids that are, you know, not able to go to school. I mean, they have, they're far more impacted by that type of isolation than, than we, uh, you know, adults. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, I've, I've talked to countless people, and you probably have as well, that have been, you know, stuck in the airports. You know, they, they literally, 
Um, they can't get flights in. They can't get flights out. And, and they're honestly stuck uh, all over the country. I had friends that went down to watch the Outback Bowl. You know, we're, we're Arkansas Razorbacks here. We're 20 minutes from the university. Most of us are alumni. So uh, took Penn State to the woodshed, so hopefully no Nittany Lion fans watching. But, <laughs> but at the same time, everyone was stuck. Like, nobody could get back. They're all stuck in Atlanta. They're all stuck in Orlando, Tampa. And we're not talking like a few hours. We're talking days. Uh, of course, you know, they'll, they'll blame um, – whatever type of shortages the airlines will. We all know it's the pilots have had enough, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they work when they want to work now because they know they have these companies by the cojones. So uh, I think that's really what's going on is these pilots are saying, you know what, uh, they're not going to fire me. Hell, they, it's, it's the same thing. Now they're begging all the nurses to come back. It's, it, but you talk about travel, man. It's, I, I'm, I'm avoiding traveling right now, even though I need to get back out on the road with you know 2022 coming up with the three of us have talked about that. Um, I talked with Eric Matheny, a really good friend of mine. If you guys know who Eric is, he's a really great criminal lawyer out of Miami. He got the, got the uh, Eric and Bob Steve America podcast. It's a big show, but he's a, a good friend too. And he, you know, it's like, man, it's time to saddle up, but none of us want to fight the airports. Well, that's a great point too. And uh, my sister, my, my nephew is uh, going to study in uh, Scotland. Uh, his his semester starts in a couple weeks here. And my sister and her family decided to take him to Scotland and spend about a month from a few days before Christmas. And they're staying right up until, uh, I know, January 18th, something like that, in Scotland. And she wanted me to go. And I really wanted to go, but I, I had that same feeling, Matt. I'd, like, I don't want to deal with the COVID shit in traveling. And I definitely don't want to be stuck somewhere. I love traveling in Europe. I've done it a bunch but I don't want to be stuck over there. I don't want the hassles of having to test, possibly quarantine, you know, be stuck in some hotel room for two weeks or whatever the hell it happens to be. I don't want that. And I think, you know, a lot of rational people are kind of coming to that same conclusion and decisions. They just don't want to deal with the hassles. Yeah, it's 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 rough. I mean, it's just it's it's not anything that anyone wants to do, but we're going to have to figure out a way to. To, to get around this. I mean, I've talked to people about maybe, you know, splitting planes, literally like, you know, 15 or 20 of us influencers that need to, to go somewhere to campaign for someone. Should we just get a private plane? Yeah. Everyone throws in what they would throw in on a plane ticket and maybe we can charter planes to, to avoid the insanity. Right. Yeah. Uh, Britt, are you with us uh, fully or what's going on here? Uh, I think so. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, Matt so, and I were taking I think, bets before you came back. Did you either kick the power cord out, or did you uh, <laughs> did you hit like Control Delete on something that you shouldn't have? I mean, there are a lot of options. I doubt it was really a forced reboot, which is your what you told me. But <laughs> generally, it's a yeah. power cord. No, 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 no. It was it was a forced reboot. Um, like like my computer glitched out, it formed, and then went black, and then started rebooting. I was like, what the hell? All I know is is two days ago on this laptop, I there was a forced Windows update. Yeah. And everything has changed on my computer. I mean, like, like my little taskbar, it's all smaller. Shit's moved around. I don't know. I, you know, they, I think they do this stuff just to make me go, oh, I got to go buy a new laptop because I'm tired of dealing with this one. Yeah, no, Windows is notorious for that. And the more sophisticated Windows becomes, the more they try to emulate a Mac operating system, the less control the user has over what's going on and the more control Windows has over everything. And that is frustrating, particularly for people like me. And I don't know if, Matt, you got into this at all. But when Windows was first introduced for the PC, I'm dating myself here, Windows 3.1, you could control everything. You could get into the code and actually 
control the way Windows w- worked, it looked, and all these things. And that's the right. way that was the the ecosystem that I grew up in. I could control it all on the computer. Windows couldn't thwart me because I could thwart Windows. That those days are long gone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those days are out the window. I mean, Windows to me has sucked ever since they got rid of Windows Seven. Windows yeah, Seven yeah. to me was the best operating platform they had by far. Yep. Ever they brought out Windows Eight, and it's like, hey, uh, dumbasses, this works great if you have a tablet, but <laughs> yeah. not for a computer. Yeah, Windows Eight was a big, I, I, big. I'm a Mac guy now, man. Windows Eight was a fart in church for sure. Windows Eight was horrible. Oh, <laughs> horrible. Horrible. It, it was. It was awful. Yeah. And uh, and then it just got worse. And I've been. A, thank God for the last like two years. I've been a Mac guy. Um, and I, I could never switch back now after having a Mac. I could never go back to PC. There's yeah. no way. I don't know what you did when you when you were uh, heavy into broadcasting with Sirius XM and stuff. But I know my radio stations all ran on software that required Windows Seven. And when Microsoft stopped supporting Windows Seven, it was like a, a nuclear bomb went off. In the broadcasting industry, because all the none of the newer versions of Windows were stable enough to be able to rely on for a twenty-four seven broadcast operation. Yeah, our engineers at the station started sounding like uh, dastardly and muttly. You know, uh, when yeah. that happened, you know, it was like wrecking, fricking, wrecking, every t- walking down the hallways. You know, yeah. it was an amazing time to be in broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were had to go back to carts and uh, vinyl. <laughs> that actually, I, pref- I prefer. Really? No, not really, but it, it's kind of the joke. Oh. Kind of the joke. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to Matt Brett, Britt. Welcome back. Good to good to have you here. We wanted to <laughs> we wanted to spend tonight uh, just kind of maybe doing some forecasting as to what we can expect from some of these major stories that have been developing and kind of evolving over the course of the months. And then, you know, we obviously have some big things coming up this year, like the midterm elections, uh, Biden's health. There are a lot of things that we're keeping eyes on, obviously. And maybe we'll just uh, spend a little bit of time, Britt, kind of forecasting and maybe making some uh, guesses as to what might be in store for us this year. I like that idea, and it'll be interesting with Matt's perspective because he's so on the inside of so much stuff to see that if our guesses makes him go, huh, that might work, or, yeah, you're dumb as dirt. Shut up. Well, actually, I was hoping we'd have more of his guesses that we could comment on. That way we don't look so stupid when it doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a little mean. Uh, Well, he's the expert. I'm going with he's the expert. (laughs) Yeah, he is the expert, but 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 so is Fauci. So really, calling yourself an expert isn't saying much nowadays. So. Yeah, I prefer the term guru, Brit. Guru, guru. There we go, guru. And get on the carpet and bow, right? Yeah. Uh, I want to start by talking something that I know Matt has a lot of insight into. Uh, over the course of the weekend, Joe Rogan announced that he was. Uh, moving together not completely he's still on twitter but he has had enough to the point where he's decided that maybe it makes sense to start looking at alternatives to the to the twitterverse and he uh he created an account on getter he's uh he's already created a lot of noise and put a lot of uh, fuel into the tank of the getter machine because now people are talking about it in a way they hadn't been talking about it i know in the little bit that i've been on getter i really enjoy the platform i like it a lot actually and and since Rogan has come on board, there's been a real increase in activity. What are you seeing and hearing, Matt? You know, I'm hearing lots of different things. First off, I am getting you verified, by the way. So awesome. uh, I'm going to be interviewing Jason Miller on Thursday uh, with Eric Matheny. And so it'll be pre-recorded for Saturday night or Saturday afternoon late, I guess I should say, when Eric puts his show out. But 
Um, Jason's a good friend. I've interviewed him, you know, half a dozen times in the last couple of months. Uh, the platform's exploding. I mean, in the last, I would say the last 48 to 72 hours, they've gained somewhere between 500 and 750,000 new users, which yeah. is massive, you know, almost a million. They were already the fastest growing social media platform in history uh, at the rate they're growing and the growth rate. Um, you know, and then there's been some, you know, rumors out there. Basically, it's, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna be mean here, I guess. I'm not normally mean-spirited, but, you know, Britt and I, we were kind of texting and joking and talking about some stuff this afternoon, and he already probably knows what's coming with going to throw some left hooks, but there's a little bit of a butthurt parade here with folks that think they deserve to be verified or think they should have certain statures, clout, things of that nature, and they're going, well, you know, how are Matt and Britt verified, and how am I not, and, you know, how is, you know, Bob and so-and-so verified, and I'm not, and it's more of a proverbial pissing contest at this point. Right now, people should just be happy that they have a platform that's an alternative that's not going to censor you. Now, here's the kicker. Um, basically, when you talk about censorship issues, they have to have an AI in place, right? The same thing that CloudHub, you know, I, I'm actually an ambassador with CloudHub as well. I own shares in it. Um, but, you know, like Jeff Brain, who's the CEO of CloudHub, you know, that's a very fast growing. They've got millions of users as well. All these, all these smaller ones are really growing uh, because of what Twitter and Facebook is doing. And so that's, that's a big win. You see the Twitter, you know, if you saw the stuff that came out today, Twitter is just plummeting right now as far as like value goes but yeah, um, you know the, the real it, it's bad and, and, and this is good news for all of us we're building our own way of communications and if we can keep this up as conservatives i'm not going to go on a rail come right back to it but you know building if you're a conservative in this country uh, a christian a conservative a patriot start a business stop relying on these these clowns and these assholes and start a business do something with your life that's how you beat these guys as you create your own wealth don't be dependent on these people and we've been dependent on them for way too long. And that's really what the problem is. But but getting back on Gitter, there are people that are being censored. Now, obviously, to not get canceled in the Play, uh, Google Play Store or Apple Store, you've got to have some algorithms in place. You can't say derogatory terms. I don't want to get you guys like banned off of strikes on YouTube. I'm sure you've already gotten a few uh, like I have. Yes, but, we have. You yep. know, like, you know, there, there's, there's an R word. You know, there's an R word, which, by the way, if you look up the different definitions of the R word, you know, when you talk about a mental capacity, there's actually... You know, multiple definitions for that word, we know, uh, and it's not derogatory. It can be meant in many different ways. But if you use the R word, you know, in certain words, you know, these these places like Google and Apple are going to shut you down. So for every, all everyone complains about with Gab is, is that Gab doesn't have an app. Well, if you want Gitter and CloudHub and some of these places, Mayway to have apps, there is going to be a little bit of policing. They're not going to let you derogatorily uh, attack people with mental disabilities and use those kind of slangs and slurs. So some people like to use those. Then they get the band hammer and they go, oh, getters just like the rest. And I'm, this is just me. I'm like, you're screaming this while, while doing it on Twitter and Facebook. You're an idiot. <laughs> you're literally screaming about how bad Gitter or these other platforms are while you do it from the Gestapo of Facebook or Twitter. I assure you, it is nothing compared to Twitter or Facebook. Trust me, guys, 600,000 followers, gone. All I did was share an interview that, that Dr. Zel uh, you know, Vladimir Zelenko did. That's it. I didn't write it. I, it's just an interview, and I shared it. Insane. And, you know, and a lot of people don't understand. You know, you guys, I'm not going to go into your backgrounds, just like I won't go into mine, but, you know, you, we have all worked a long time in this industry to get where we are. And, you know, it's not like I didn't just start on social media two months ago and Britt didn't just start two months ago with what he does. And you didn't start, JV, and Britt didn't right. go, you know, this Matt Couch guy looks cool from 
He started his account two months ago. Let's have him on, JV. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. That's right. We all have busted our asses. And so put in the time, put in the work, put in the due diligence. You know, we all put our pants on one leg at a time. Suck it up, buttercup. And you know what? Your time will come. But everyone just, it's the same old, you know, participation trophy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off my soapbox, I promise. But no, it's right. the same old participation trophy, you know, nonsense. They all want a trophy. They all want to be verified. They all want to have their, you know what, fluffed. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of, I'm, you know, no one had, I, you know, you guys have been an amazing group. I'm so honored to be on here. I love doing the show with you guys. It's fun. It makes me laugh, which is needed in politics, yeah, by the is. way. Yeah, it is. There's yeah. like, there's literally three shows that make me laugh. Three. And that's that's number three. That's not a white supremacy sign for all you assholes at home. That's three. Okay. When my, you know, my grandpa used it and he's not a racist. Yep. Unless it's already his gray, both of them. But my point is that's three. It's you guys. It's Chad Prather and it's Steven Crowder. Outside of that, no, there's no other political shows that make me laugh. Okay. And so that's a compliment. But my point is, man, guys, put in your dues. No, no one has handed me anything. There was no Charlie Kirk. There was no, you know, there was no big names that were out there going, hey, you guys should follow Matt Couch. Hey, you guys should help Matt Couch out. Hey, go buy one of Matt Couch's t-shirts. Hey, guys, support Matt Couch while he's uh, investigating these murders that are, you know, getting him, uh, you know, pinned up against the wall by by D.C. elites. Nobody, nobody, nobody did anything, right, besides my followers. And they're, and they're the average blue-collar guys, just like uh, just like the three of us. And, and that's And that's what I love about, uh, my followers is that they're they're not, you know, they're just like me. They started from ground zero, and we've all worked our way up together to to fight for the truth. And I'll yield back. Yeah, you know, you're 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 right about so many things in in that uh, answer. I'll call it, but it was a little more than an answer. It was really actually an insightful uh, look at what's happening, and that's the truth. I mean, I, I almost wonder if there's some kind of legislation necessary. Uh, that protects somebody who labors at building a following on a, on a social media platform, that if that platform decides, for whatever reason, they, they don't want you on their platform anymore, that you get the rights to those followers in some fashion, whether you can bring them over to another platform, whether you can get a, you know, a, a download a, C, a CSV file of, of address, whatever, whatever it happens to be, but... It seems like there should be some uh, proprietary nature to those lists because they are a a fruit of a labor that takes a long, dedicated uh, effort to create, Matt. I mean, you know that more than anyone. I believe that, uh, and and, uh, is this, is the mic any better? Britt, I tried that there. Does it sound like it's coming from here or no? I'm not sure when you were typing on the keyboard, it sounded like it was coming from, like you were hammering on the mic when you were typing. Yeah, I tried to share the show on YouTube and put it on all my platforms, so I got to remember to mute when I do that. That's on me, guys. Uh, Hopefully this (laughs) is a little bit better now. Otherwise, Um, yeah, otherwise it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a great... Now. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I, I, I just think that that's a great idea. I mean, there's a about a 99.9% chance that my attorneys are going to sue Twitter. Um, they, they have brought this up, not me, you know, um, that what has happened is, is inexcusable. Um, Twitter is, in, is in 100% violation of section 230. The liberals in, in, and the Democrats in Congress can try to argue that fact, but they're dead wrong. Twitter is not allowed to act as a publisher, you know, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're saying this can be published. This cannot. And, and that's exactly what 230 keeps them from being able to do. You know, the, the, the whole point of yep. 230 is you can't sue them because they're not a publisher. 
Right. And and they're 100% limiting things. So if they're going to act the, the way they're acting, these tyrannical tech companies, JD, I think that's a great idea. Then, you know, why not just, that, would that not make people more happy? It's like, hey, you know, we're going to ban Matt Couch or, or Britt or JV or whoever, but, you know, they can take their followers and go where they want to go, almost like a free agent thing. That's kind of, that'd be a, that might be a big, big deal if you could work that out. Yeah. The other thing that I think is really important to uh, point out, and we've been talking about it with increased frequency, and you referenced it in your discussion there, that these companies like Twitter are, I really think, creating their own uh, um, impending apocalypse by forcing people out and, and and basically forcing the marketplace to create alternatives to their platforms, they're actually, I think, creating their own obsolescence. We already know Facebook is a platform of the past. You know, kid, you talk to kids, uh, nobody's using Facebook under 30 years old. Um, and Twitter, as you pointed out, the stock is is plummeting because people are starting to recognize, and believe me, Wall Street of anybody recognize, doesn't play they play with no bullshit. They look at the numbers. They look at the trends. They research this stuff, and that's all that's important to them. And they're starting to see that these moves by these tech platforms are really starting to spell their the end of their dominance. Uh, and and I, I mean, I applaud that very, very loudly. I, I agree. Yeah, with I, that. Go, go ahead, Brent. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. I, I, JV, you're totally on it because Twitter is down like four bucks today on their stock market. They're, they're they're, they're, I think they went below forty finally, um, and they haven't been there in a while. So you're right, JV. When it comes to when it comes to the dollars and cents, they'll swoop in and go. Mm, no, sorry, CEO, you're gone. See ya next. But I do have a question though. These are ideologues. Twitter has never made money. These are uh, uh, um, super rich investors. That Twitter is just a. It's not even pocket change to them. You know, and they have liberal wives they have to keep happy, liberal family members they have to give, keep happy. Hell, they're probably leftist liberals themselves. So to them, being able to create all the strife and do what they're doing, that might be worth more than making a profit to them. I mean, Matt, do you, do you think that they'll just keep doing this, this lost leader? The, Twitter's not about making money. Twitter's about controlling society. I, I think it's 100% that. I mean, uh, with some of the stuff, you know, and I can't talk about a lot of it, obviously, that I've went through in the last few years uh, from a legal standpoint, but uh, it's, 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 it is money-driven to an extent, but a lot of it is, is like you just said, it's policy-driven. Um, honestly, it's, it's one of those things where um, they feel like they're fighting for the home team, right? They're, they're, they're taking one for the team. They are, uh, they are attacking um, the ideals of conservatism. They are attacking, you know, uh, what their followers want, you know, if, if you will. You know, they're based in San Francisco, so obviously you can imagine how liberal their staff is with their headquarters being in San Francisco. Um, I, I think you're right, Brett, I really do. I think it's probably um, they feel like they're doing their duty, right? And, um, you know, and they got Jack Dorsey out. And it's amazing, you know, Jack Dorsey leaves, and in the span of Jack Dorsey leaving, in a span of three weeks, they suspend me, uh, Melissa Tate, um, Dr. Malone, and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene in a span of three weeks since the new CEO took over, basically. You know, I know the CEO is... That, I'm sorry, but I'll give it right back to you a sec. I know the CEO yeah. is uh, you know, ultimately responsible for whatever decisions or whatever's happening in the operation of that company. But my 
fear and maybe even suspicion is ultimately that you've got a bunch of 20-something snotty-nosed, maybe even not even American citizens, sitting behind consoles making these decisions on banning or deleting or suspending or whatever it happens to be people. These are these are people that don't understand what it means to be an American. They don't understand the protections in the, in the Bill of Rights and the U.S. Constitution. They don't care. They don't care. They are all activists themselves. A bunch of snotty-nosed 20-somethings yep. who have no... F- Freaking idea what it means to survive in middle America. That's what that those are the people pulling these triggers. And they don't give two shits about us because they're collecting their paycheck because they're not they're not seasoned enough in life to know that they have a good gig, but that it can go away at the blink of an eye. It, it, that that stock falls far enough, gets cheap enough, gets they're gone. They're completely gone. I mean, because at some point it gets cheap enough that maybe some conservative can roll in and just buy it up. And either squash it or completely change it if they if they feel like it. I I do have a question for Matt though. Um, I was uh, with all the scuttlebutt that was going around on the socials today about the, the the Gitter terms of service and you know the people that they have banned and I know a lot of it's misinformation. Some of it's probably true. Uh, you went on a bit of a rant about it, but my question is this: I know Jason owns it now, or is the CEO, but he's got investors and whatnot. Are, are we basically? Ah, God, I was trying not to say that today. Um, Twitter has a pretty extensive terms of service. Gitter has a pretty extensive terms of service. It's almost like it's just the same shit, different platform. So is is my, for me to take my time, me and JV, and even you and other creators, we take our time, we build our presence, we build our brand, we, we build the content on Gitter. Is our only guarantee that we don't get nuked is that we trust the management of Jason and his team that they're not going to just come in and, you know, start whacking people because I would, I, I want lefties to come over there. I want the fight over there where we can have honest fights on Twitter. We get nuked when we're too smart over there. Are we going to have to, I guess for me to spend that time and put that energy in is my only guarantee that, that we're not going to have a Twitter 2.0 is that we just have to trust Jason and his team because their terms of service is pretty aggressive. Yeah, I mean, I think so. The, you know, the difference between the the Twitter situation and Gitter is I can actually get the CEO on the phone. So that means a lot to me. Um, you know, he's a, he's a fighter for America First. He's a fighter for this movement. Um, he has worked his ass off the last eight months, you know, getting this ready for launch, getting it going. I mean, he's been in Brazil. He's been in the United Kingdom. He's been in France and Spain. He's been all over making it international. He's working his ass off. Uh, I've never seen Twitter do anything like what they're doing. I mean, guys, they've given away trucks. They've given away Harleys. They've given away $20,000 to pay your rent. I mean, they're doing things that kind of, you know, that middle America loves, the flyover states love. Um, But the one thing that I can tell you is, is that if, you know, if a liberal attacks you on Gitter, you know, with, with, you know, with uh, veracity, whatever the word is, right, and it's ferocious, and you just respond with F off, no one's going to ban you for that. Okay, that's the difference. On Twitter, if a liberal attacks you, you know, talks about your weight, your eye color, your height, your hair, whatever, uh, you know, go then because they go personal because they can't deal in facts, and you respond right. with the same thing like a cat turd would, who's a friend of mine, and you go f off. Right? Yeah, I like cat turd. You're 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 gone on Twitter because you know eighteen hundred liberal trolls are going to report you. Yeah, and then the little tech nerds in San Francisco are going to go, oh, there's another right-winger. I'll get rid of him. So you're not going to have that happening 
like you have with Twitter. Uh, now, could it be reversed to where you have that happening to the people on the left? You know, some might say turnabout's fair play, Britt. I don't know, but um, I, I don't. I know Jason's big thing is he wants everyone on the platform. He wants liberals there. Now there are plenty of liberals. I just mute them and I continue to speak truth. I mean, I've gained uh, you know close to sixty or seventy thousand followers on Gitter in the last seventy-two hours. Wow! It's unbelievable Jesus. the way this this thing is growing and and exploding. Um, I had some people reach out today. I mean, I won't name them pretty high level folks. And they were like, yeah, you know, man, you were kind of the catalyst. And then they went, you know, with Dr. Malone and MT, you know, MTG. And then it was like, boom, boom, boom. And people were like, okay, we've seen enough now. They got rid of Matt, Dr. Malone and Marjorie in a span of three weeks. This is becoming a problem. It, it woke people up and I'm blessed. You know, if I got to be a martyr to wake some folks up, I'm cool with that. Right. I mean, that it is what it is. Um, God's blessed me. He's been good to me. Um, but I, I think it is, I know the fact that I can get Jason on the phone. Um, I know a lot of his staff. I know what he fought for for the last five, six years for America. I know what his principles are. I know what Steve Cortez stands for, who's another big guy in there. I know, you know his daughter, um, and I hope I don't butcher this if she's watching. Uh, I think it's Kinsey, uh, Kinsey Cortez. But there's, you know, Sonny Nelson. There's so many great people over at Gitter, right, that are just working their tails off. And, and I can get a hold of those people, right? And they're going to fight for us. And so that that to me means a lot, Britt. I mean, at the same time, and, and I promise you, you're not going to get in trouble for engaging a liberal. If you engage a liberal on Facebook or Twitter, your chances of being suspended are like 98%, in my opinion. And I'll yield back and oh, get yeah. your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, as a matter of fact, I just got out of 12-hour jail on Facebook for engaging <laughs> with a dipwad. And I think I used the word dipwad. Apparently, that's not like over there. But, okay, so I hear what you're saying, and I love what you're saying. I'm going to follow that up with this. I joined Locals because of Dave Rubin and what he was pushing and preaching and, you know, run up to Patreon, the, the replacement for Patreon, you're safe there, et cetera. And granted, they sold to Rumble, which is another great platform, and I get all of that. Is it? What are the chances that they just get bought out and some, you know, some big billionaire, blah, 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 tech company comes in and they, they just buy it out and squash it because we get too powerful. I'm trying what I put a lot of work into Parler on my Parler account and really did what I could do. And then it just got eviscerated from the planet. And I'm worried about that. What where are the safeguards? Do they have safeguards in place? Do they have where are their servers? That? Are they on Amazon servers or are they somewhere else? How safe are they? And and so, what are the chances of them getting bought out when they get big and they take the cash out? Um, or is Jason already a billionaire and doesn't need it? And what are the uh, are, are they? Do they have firewalls so they don't get nuked like Parler did? I know they definitely have some firewalls in place. I wouldn't worry about the nuke situation. Um, you know, they put a lot of thought into this. They've also, you know, they, like I said, they have the AI things in place. Same thing as CloudHub. You know, and I've been on CloudHub now for. You know, well over two years. I've been on Gitter since inception, right? Um, Parler, same situation. I built my Parler up as well. Um, Parler was really just mismanaged to hell. Um, right. I think whoever's in your leadership role, you know, has a lot to do with that. I just don't think Parler was ever really had the management level people in place to, to know what they were doing. And I think that hurt a little bit. And I was on Parler as well. But They've got the the fails, the, the you know the, the things in place now. As far as getting bought out goes, I'm going to be interviewing him on Thursday. Uh, it'll air on Saturday. Um, I'll ask, ask that, that question, question and see what he says. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I want to. I mean, I don't blame him. Capital. Go ahead, JV. No, go I ahead. just I just want to put something in perspective that we were talking about a minute ago here about the values of these companies. Apple just surpassed three trillion dollars in market capitalization. The large, the biggest company in the world, uh, market cap wise. It's, it's. I mean, I remember it was just a couple of years ago they surpassed a trillion, and that was unbelievable. Now they're at three trillion. Um, Facebook or Meta, whatever you want to call it, is about a trillion dollars. They're just shy of a trillion dollars market cap. Twitter is what thirty? I think it's thirty-six billion dollar market cap. They are pennies compared to these other tech giants. Uh, Google is is over a trillion dollars. I'm pretty sure, uh, just guessing, but I think that's true. So the value of Twitter on the marketplace is actually. I mean, Elon Musk could walk in and and uh, with his pocket cash buy Twitter. Uh, that's kind of right. it's kind of important to have put that into perspective. And if they're losing four dollars off their stock price in a single day, that's a ten percent drop in their stock price. That's a ten percent loss in market cap, and that's just the beginning. So Twitter may be a big player in terms of what we're talking about here, but financially in the financial markets, they're not a significant player in the tech market. They really aren't. They're small compared to most of these other companies. But yet, still, there they are doing their thing, screwing everything up. They drive a lot of hate. They really do. I want to mention. I want to mention something because, in addition to, and you you brought it up as well, Marjorie Taylor Greene being uh, banned from Twitter. Uh, Rand Paul announced that he was pulling off of YouTube. If, if our first suspension came because <laughs> it was, I, it was the oh, first day I took off of the show and Britt ran the show <laughs> himself and he opened the show with a Rand Paul video, one of the videos that YouTube banned. And because Britt ran that video, now who would think that you couldn't run a video from a senator of the United States Senate giving a speech on the floor of the Senate? Who would have thought in America anywhere that would be a problem? Well, on Twitter, it was a, or I mean, excuse me, on YouTube, it was a problem. And we got our first strike and a week suspension that turned into two weeks for some weird reason because their calendar must operate a little bit differently. But Rand Paul announced that he's leaving YouTube for the most part and doing all of his videos on Rumble now. But Matt, you know, one of the things that really bothers me about this, free speech aside, that's huge. But when you start disconnecting American politicians, from the ability to communicate with their constituents, regardless of whether you agree with them or disagree with them, that is a huge problem. It's even even if you the things they saying are absolutely certifiably crazy, we need to know that. We need to hear those crazy things so that we can make our informed decisions when we go to the ballot box. Don't they get that? Don't they understand that part of this? You know, I, I keep thinking that they understand it, but they they don't care. I mean, that's the big thing. They've never, you know, the, the Republicans in office have really never fought for this thing at all. I mean, they make a lot of, uh, you know, remarks, but, you know, honestly, there should, regardless of whether you agree with what Marjorie Taylor Greene has to say or you don't, and, and this is not a political issue. That's where this is really wrong that they have politicized this. <clears throat> every Democrat, every Republican, every independent, <clears throat> excuse me, in this country, that's in office should have been standing on the Capitol steps, all 535 of those clouds and backed her up and said, yep. look, enough is enough. You know, we didn't agree with what Donald Trump had to say, but you know what? He had a right to say it. We didn't agree with, with what Alex Jones had to say. 
or even the Krasenstein brothers who were liberal, you know, insane folks. That, the only liberals I've ever seen Twitter ban, for example. You know, and we can just <laughs> go on and on again. It's amazing. Keith Olbermann can literally call, use, say, MFR and cuss everyone on the planet out on a daily basis and nothing happens. But, you know, any conservative says something that some nerd in San Francisco doesn't agree with, and they're gone like that. And so, but every single one of them in office, all 535 should have been on those Capitol steps that same day with a press conference that said, Twitter, you've got, you literally have, you don't have 24 hours, you've got one hour. And if she's not reinstated, we're walking in these buildings and we're going to pass legislation that crushes every damn one of you bastards. And here's the thing, and then you got the group that's going to come on, the libertarians are going to be like, oh my God, Matt Couch, you know, and the libertarians are going to be angry. And they're going to be like, we don't need any more government overreach, JV. Britt, no more government overreach. Let the companies do what they want to do. Here's the problem. These damn companies are rigging elections. And what I, what I say by that is they are dictating what information is being heard and what information is being seen. And that is how people get their information and get their news. And when you allow them to dictate what's seen and what's not seen, yes, folks, they're influencing elections. And so do I want more government overreach or government regulations? No, but something has to be done. And these companies, they need, they need broken up kind of JFK, you know, scattered into the winds, honestly. It's, it's really, it's out of control. Yeah, Matt, I, I talk about this quite a bit because uh, having been someone who's owned radio stations and been in the media, I've seen, I've seen the death of media uh, far beyond what we talk about when we talk about the death of places like CNN or MSNBC. Uh, and what we saw was these uh, these giant tech companies, the Facebooks, the even and more importantly Google, um, but also Twitter, come into come into existence and drive out independent media. They've driven out. I mean, yeah, you can still turn on your radio and you can hear radio stations broadcasting, but those radio stations have been gutted because they the business model is gone. Newspapers all over this country by the thousands have closed their doors. It used to be every city of or, or town even doesn't even have to be a city of any size. A thousand people or more would have its own daily newspaper in which you could go to and get varied opinions. And if you didn't like the opinions in your, your newspaper, you could buy the newspaper from the town next door and read their opinions. All of that is gone. The 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 public the town square has been consumed by these tech giants and there's only a few of them and now they have a responsibility to allow that town square the forum to be an open platform for honest discussion i'm fully in support of allowing businesses to operate the way that business feels it to be appropriate but when they have destroyed the voice of the people and the way people communicate they don't have the right to control it after that fact and that's what they're trying to do so either they have to be broken up they have to, we have to go at them antitrust style, or they have to allow uh, speech to uh, happen freely and openly and, and debate to occur naturally without their hands in the middle of it swaying it one way or the other. One of those two things, or maybe both, have to happen. Yeah, there's um, there's uh, what, what, what you just articulated out, JV, about the death of local media, local radio, that people miss is that those local papers, those local news stations, those local radio stations, they all had local reporters going out. Exactly. And so every town, yeah, yeah every town. So, so you would have, you know, and I'm just going to use crazy numbers, but, you know, you'd have a state that has 17,000 little independent reporters in all these towns out there scurrying and keeping the powerful at bay. 
But now we don't have any of that. It's all gone. Now, I live in L.A., uh, so, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS, the local news stations, the local newspaper, L.A. Times, I mean, it's big enough they can survive and they have a lot of their local newspapers. So we have quite a few little reporters running around doing their thing. And the problem is they're all running under the, the, the editors are squashing a lot of their stories. But those stories are getting out on their sub stacks and their little Facebook or Twitter posts, or they'll sneak it to someone else because it's a real story. And they're, they're generally reporters and they want to do their job. But big tech has squashed all of that. And in middle America where they've, I mean, I remember reading something called the Daily Herald from Taft, California, this little oil town. It's where my grandpa lived. And some great stories came out of that. Things you'd never would have known. But now we don't know. We don't know because those reporters are there's no there's no one in that space of land reporting. There's no one in large swaths of America. There's no reporters. There's not. And that's not good for us. It's really not. Yeah, it's not. It's Any not, thoughts on that, Matt? It's not good at all. I'll, I'll let Matt take in a second here. But you're absolutely right. Um, 50 years ago. Uh, to be a reporter in this country was not only an aspiration of a lot of very well-intentioned people, but it was something that uh, came. It was a position that came with integrity. It came with a with the goal of telling the truth, with finding the truth. I mean, even Woodward and Bernstein, who uncovered Watergate, which by today's standards is an, is a nothing story, really. Um, but even that, you know, they were they were looking to, to to tell the truth of what was happening in the federal government at the time under Richard Nixon. Uh, but the, all of those people, that pool of people has evaporated. It's gone. And so now you end up with the morons on CNN because there's no there's no um, feeder system of people, talent coming up through through the Herald Report or whatever that newspaper you talked about. Or, you know, the Daily Star here in Oneonta, New York, or the Freeman's Journal in Cooperstown, New York, population 1,000. They were a feeder system that created the right kind of people to be the reporters at the national level. And they, it, it doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist. So uh, the whole thing is distorted and turned upside down. And we really have not just the social media companies to blame, but the internet as a whole is really partly responsible for this, Matt. I mean, it's created some good things, too, I would say. And we have access to people that we wouldn't have had access to previously, but something has to change. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's going to have to change, you know, and, and Britt, you're absolutely right. I mean, both of you are right. I mean, <clears throat> at some point, you know, someone's got to step up and someone's got to say the right thing. I mean, but it's funny, like, you know, you know, the one episode you guys, it's not funny that you got suspended or whatever, but, you know, you share things <laughs> from actual congressional and Senate members and they suspend your account. I mean, this is absurd. Censoring politicians in what is supposed to be the freest and the, the honestly, we're supposed to be the wealthiest nation in the world. That's what that's what's still claimed out there. Um, it's it's amazing. Like it took these morons eighteen months to realize. You've noticed no shutdown has came, right? No second lockdown has came. You know why? Because they like the money, and they're going. You know, yeah. uh, we enjoyed controlling them, but damn, we were broke. And so, so now they're not trying that as well. So they're, they're, I guess their new, my point to this is, I guess their new way, you know, Britt, of a, JB of a shutdown is, well, you know what, we can't shut the country down, but we can shut them up through the way they talk, through, through media. Uh, and you're right. I mean, it's funny you bring that up. I was thinking about this. Uh, my girls went home on uh, New Year's Day. Yeah, I have my, I'm a single dad. You know, I get them about 50% of the time. And... I was just thinking, you know, normally you would walk outside and there would be a big newspaper in your driveway, especially on the holidays, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, 
New Year's. It would be the bigger one. You know, it'd have all sorts of cool stuff in it. And we don't even, and I'm honestly, honestly, God, I think I may subscribe to the local paper again. You know, what else? I mean, my God, if I could cancel DoorDash once a week and afford the paper for the whole month. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, start supporting some local media. You know, and, and, and there's, you know, here's a way I, I said this. Uh, you guys know who uh, Eric Metexas is? Um, he's got a big show out there. I can't remember which network he's on. Uh, radio show. I think he's syndicated across the country in some places. But the, the you know, I, I and he retweeted this a few months ago. I said, you know, you really want to get these people where it hurts. There's ways to do it. If you go through the drive-through, use cash. If if conservatives and, and, and independents would start using, if 10% of us started using cash instead of these, I don't have my wallet around. I'd show you know, debit credit card. You're making things convenient for them. Stop using the self checkouts. You don't work for these people. Make these bastards check you out. I mean, there are ways to slow down the globalists a little bit by, you know, use cash. Everywhere you go, use cash and, and, and stop using self-checkouts. There are ways to start kind of taking your country back. Start ordering the newspaper again. Start supporting farmers markets, small businesses. You know, stop the insanity. But, but people are just too, it's too convenient and they're too lazy and they don't have the fight to want to do those things. But there are ways you could really, you know, put a kink in these guys a little bit, right? You could really chink the armor off, you know, by doing some little simple things like that, JB. Yeah, and just to wrap up this discussion about uh, social media and stuff, I didn't realize we spent 45 minutes on this one topic. I thought it'd be a 50-minute topic, but yeah. it's been awesome. But um, these, much of these bannings and, and suspensions have been related to what – the social media companies are calling misinformation for the most part. Matt, how much of this misinformation has turned out to be not so much misinformation, but in fact, actual truth and fact? Everything, pretty much. Pretty much everything. Uh, when, you know, I, I get used to get called a conspiracy theorist a lot. And I put out a tweet about a year ago that went, probably I think my biggest tweet ever, um, you know, Juanita Broderick, you know, and, and lots of other, I mean, I think it had over 100,000 likes, 50,000 retweets on Twitter. And all I said was, you know, if, if, if you call someone a conspiracy theorist, give it six months to a year and it will become reality. That's where we're at in this country. Uh, everything is becoming a, uh, you know, they want to, and they did that since, you know, since the JFK assassination. You know, it's, it's disinformation and, and they're doing their job. But basically, if they, if they want to silence the truth, they start calling you a conspiracy theorist. So anyone they're calling a conspiracy theorist, you should definitely pay attention to. Anyone they're banning from social media, you should pay attention to. Um, they banned the creator of the mRNA technology, for God's sakes. This guy has been, yeah, he's been, he was been, he's been the head of the board for the NIH at times, which is Fauci's boss, basically, when you look at Malone's history and things he's done. Um, it's, it's nuts. And, um, and then, you know, you look at, uh, I think it's Dr. McCullough, is that right? It was on uh, with Rogan before Malone. That podcast, over 50 million people, and now I think Malone's over 60 million people have watched it. People are waking up. They want the truth. They're hungry for it. They're not buying this anymore. But at the end of the day, we have to do due diligence. And if you're, and if you're following all of us, you have to do due diligence. You know, you have to, you know, uh, JV, Britt, myself, we can't, you know, we're just, we're just guys that you all have given a little bit of a vehicle to. You know, you put some gas in the tank. And giving us a boost, 
But if you, it doesn't matter if you've got five followers or 500,000 followers. If you're willing to do it, you can make a difference. And, and I think that's where people have just got to got to get motivated, got to wake up. And I'm telling you, we're going to take the we're going to take the midterms. We're going to take the Senate. We're going to take the the House. You know, how many people realize that 24 Democrats are not running are now not running for re-election? No one's even talking about this because they're scared to death. The Dem- the media is not going to talk about this. 24 in-office Democrats have said in the last couple of weeks they're not going to go seek re-election. They are in big, big trouble, Crazy. and they know it. And, and and by the way, if anyone tells you your vote doesn't matter, tell them they're an idiot. Tell them to look at Virginia and New Jersey. That, that, that anyone telling you not to vote is an enemy to this republic to which it stands, period. Yeah. So we just got to get more involved. I'll yield back. But, I mean, that's my biggest – that's where I'm going to be the next 10 months. I'm going to drag these two guys with me as much as I can on stage to get this place rolling. But – you know, it's. I'm. I'm telling you, man. We never know how we might ride in on Harley's, like WCW Nitro back in the day or something. <laughs> love to do. I that. want flames blowing at the, at the pipes. I want flames. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Uh, I want to talk about. So I, yeah, go ahead, Brett. I was just saying. I, I found. I found the 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 whiz bang that I used on the show the other week. The, but just the things from a year ago to now is insane. I mean. Do you remember when you said when when we would say the vaccinated can spread the the COVID and we would get we would get nuked we would you would get suspended for that that was conspiracy theory now it's truth uh, three and four shots is now that's where they're at in Israel four shots in Israel I mean Dave Rubin got nuked for two weeks off of Twitter for that one or YouTube one of them um, uh, shots for the young do you remember how they said there would be no shots for the young that was not that long ago camps I mean look at what Australia's doing. Has anybody paid attention to Australia lately and how nutso they are? I I just I, all I know now is that when someone says trust the experts or uh, that's not true, uh, number one is never trust an expert, and number two wait wait two minutes it'll change. You know what what is it from conspiracy theory right now? What's the joke? Conspiracy theory to truth is what about two months, three months? And that's just where we're at now. And yeah, go ahead, Matt. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I always say, give it six months, six to twelve months, and it'll be true. It'll be reality. Yeah, and I, I don't know how we. I don't. My prop. My my huge fear is. I mean, I have personally lost faith in any of the institutions, three letter agencies, see uh, the, the the health departments. Uh, all of them, the entire lot of the federal government, I no longer have trust for, and I do not believe them. Whenever any, whenever they say the CDC says or NHIS says or hey, your mayor said, my immediate first visceral reaction right now is they're lying. Now I have to do work and figure out what they're talking about. They're li- it's my gut. My my go to is they're lying now. The government will always be lying. I will not trust them. I remember I used to believe the FBI. Oh, law enforcement, the cops, they want to do good. FBI, they're, they get just as politicized as anybody else or just as human. So now I question everything. All I know is every time I watch the first 48 on A&E, the first words I say when they arrest someone and take them into the, into the room, ask for a lawyer, don't talk. Ask for a lawyer, don't talk, period. You can't trust any of them. And I don't know how I come back from that. I don't know what they're going to have to do for me to trust them. And how many people are out there like me that now look at them that before, before all of this, um, they were normal human beings just going through life. But now they look at their government and, you know, they look, they see Banana Republic. I don't know how the federal government fixes that, at least in my lifetime. 
Well, I'm going to I'm going to change subjects here a bit because I read this article, which uh, I think is a is an example of not just what's happening in New York, but it's happening around the nation. And New York swore in a new D.A. on the first. And this guy has promised and actually not just promised, but ordered his department to stop seeking prison sentences for many offenses the, and the offenses aren't necessarily what you think they are, but the whole thing is as egregious as it sounds. Um, Alvin Bragg is this guy's name. He said his office will not seek a carceral sentence with the exception of homicides and a handful of other cases, including domestic violence, felonies, and some sex crimes and public uh, corruption. Um, he ordered that assister, assistant district attorneys must now also keep in mind the, quote, impacts of incarceration, including whether it really does increase public safety, potential future barriers to conv- convicts in, in uh, involving housing and employment. In other words, if you put somebody in jail, will it affect them when they get out? Um, the financial cost of prison and the racial disparities over who gets prison time. This, Matt, to me, sounds like the destruction of civilization ultimately well i mean you got to look at new york for example this is in new york correct yes this is new york yeah this guy. so i yeah. mean yeah so new york i mean and the media didn't cover that we covered it at the dc patriot because we cover the truth but the mainstream media never covered this just around christmas time a little bit before they launched they opened multiple locations to where addicts can go and shoot up and they have medical uh, help there in New York City to where they won't overdose in case they OD. It's nice and warm. They have all these little booths in a building. You go sit in your booth. They've got gloves. They've got gauze. They've got sterilizations. You can just get yourself ready and throw in the heroin and they've got medical people there just in case you need help. So this is the New York that we're, uh, this is New York now. Is it not unbelievable? I mean, so it doesn't surprise me considering they literally it's amazing, like, if you know, if one of us wants to go get our blood pressure medication refilled, the doctor's like, look, if I don't see you, I'm not right. I'm like, oh, so you're going to kill me? <laughs> right. Um, if I, you know, I'm like, I'm busy. I'm on the road. You know, I'm not, you know, and, and, they're, and they're hard asses now. They're like, no, if we don't see you and you don't get blood work, I'm like, why don't you just let me, here's my debit card. Why don't you just swipe the damn thing for 400 bucks and send me my damn pills? Yeah, that's really all it's about. That's you know, it. They don't give a shit about you. That's it. They just want the four. I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't want to do the blood work. I'm not asking for narcotics. I'm asking for blood pressure medication, for God's sakes. I've been on for years. So let's let's cut the crap. Here's my card. Charge it for three or 400 bucks and write my pills for the next six months and leave me alone. Problem solved. Yeah. So my point is to this is that if they're allowing addicts to go into these facilities they've created for them and built, nice, warm, cozy facilities so they don't get cold, they can go do their drugs and shoot up. This is, it's it's just par for the course. This is what New York has become. So basically they're saying they're, what, a cash bail now? Everything's a cash bail. They're not going to prosecute. You know, you rob someone at gunpoint, uh, you know, you can bond out same day, uh, or they'll write you the ticket right there. They, they stop you. Hey, did you steal this old lady's purse? You did. Here's your citation. Your court date's in six weeks. The dude's never shown up for the court date. Okay? Not happening. And this is worse you than see that, that in Baltimore. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that that's all over now, though. You know, like Baltimore, DC, Vegas, all these liberal cesspools, they do the they literally there's no punishment. You it's it's called a cash bail. They literally just write your your citation, everything right there on the spot. You don't even you don't even get cuffed for this heinous crimes. That, Matt, this 
Yeah, this is more than that. This is after conviction. They won't be seeking. So you rob little old lady and the cops catch you. So instead of holding you in jail, because we're all presumed innocent before, you know, right. you tried. Right. So that's the – so, you know, and rich people can get out. Poor people can't. I mean, the, the system could use some reform in that little area right there. But this is <laughs> yeah. worse. This is worse. This is worse than that. This is you. You rob little old lady. You went to jail. You went to court. The jury said you're guilty. The judge goes, "Oh, no sentence. Yeah, go ahead. You're done. So you're guilty of the robbery, and then go out the back door. This is this is the next level to cash bell, which is what's crazy. But you know, Matt, I read this, and JV, I read this story, and I couldn't get angry. I read it, and I was like. This is a part of Manhattan that elected this particular DA. Was it Lower Manhattan or something like that? I think I it's all it, of Manhattan. I don't think it's Lower Manhattan. Is it all of Manhattan? I think it's the Manhattan okay. District Attorney, yeah. But my, my thought process is he ran. He said he was going to do this when he ran. The people voted for him at the ballot box. Who are we to bitch about it? That's what they want. The people were heard at the ballot box. They voted for this man knowing what he was going to do. What do we do about that? I can't get it. Live in your hellhole, New York. I will never go to New York. You're done to me. You're dead to me. Yeah. And all those businesses are going to move out, and then you're going to be Detroit. Yeah, no, you're. that's right, Britt. And I kind of had the same reaction as I was reading it, too. I'm like, you idiots, live in your cesspool. Yeah. I used to love to go to New York. I don't need to go there. I won't yeah. go there. I mean, I'm four and I'm four and a half hours from New York City and upstate New York. I don't even like being in New York State, uh, but I don't need to go to New York City. Just to give you clarification of what all of this means, this district attorney wrote a memo to his whole staff, all of the assistant district attorneys. He said, this office shall not seek a sentence of life without parole for any offender. You could be, uh, who's the guy, who, who's the uh, the famous serial killer in, in uh L.A. Uh, Britt Hernandez. Oh, Richard Ramirez. Ramirez. You could be nice Ramirez. Doctor, Richard Ramirez. You could be Ramirez and not go to not go to prison with life without parole. He says that armed robbers who use guns or other deadly weapons to stick up stores and other businesses will be prosecuted for petty larceny, like stealing a stick of gum. Um, burglars who steal from residential storage areas. Parts of homes that aren't accessible to a living area. So, in other words, if somebody breaks into your garage or your attic garage. or something um, and steals your shit, and businesses located in a mixed-use build building, those uh, burglars will be prosecuted for a low-level Class D felony that only covers break-ins instead of what that more serious crime is involved. Matt, this is an upheaval. This is turning society upside down. And as Britt said, let New York live in this for a while and see what the results are. But I'm afraid that people just pull the D regardless. And even Eric Adams, the new hope of New York City, the Democrat mayor who was a former police officer, um, even he said, I'm excited to have uh, this guy, whatever his name is, Brad, Bag, Brag, uh, 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 bring some new ideas and a fresh approach to crime uh, prosecution in this city. So even this guy who was supposed to be so hard on crime, which I think is why he was elected, doesn't sound like he's he's nope. uh, bothered by this at all, Matt. No, but I, I guarantee you they'll have no problem uh, throwing the book at people that don't wear masks in restaurants or show their vaccine passports. Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, you know, they're, they're going to be real upset about that. You know, they're they're going to be tasing those people, you know, out on the streets for trying to sneak in and get a French onion soup. You know. Let me, let, uh, let me just point out. It's, it's amazing. Let me point out one other consequence to all of this. 
and forgive me, I don't remember the names. Was it was it uh, Devon Wright? Who was the the black man that was shot by the officer who she thought she was shooting with her taser and and she had her service revolver and killed? And he, she was just convicted. What was it? Is it De- Dion Wright? Devon Wright or Devon? Something? Devon? Devon? Devon. Devon? Yeah. Okay. So remember that situation for a minute and listen to this. Uh, the the DEA president, who's the union president for the police officers in Manhattan, in New York City, says in Bragg's Manhattan, that's this district attorney, you can resist arrest, deal drugs, obstruct arrests, and even carry a gun and get away with no penalty. Now think about that resist arrest part. The reason that kid got shot, yeah, she made a mistake, but the reason he got shot is because what did he do? He resisted arrest and tried to get away. So now criminals are going to be emboldened to do that. How many more of these types of mistakes are going to be made because these criminals are now emboldened to say, I don't need to comply with this police officer. I'm just going to run because they can't do anything to me. You know, I mean, this opens up a whole door to that kind of problem, Matt. Not just the problem of having the criminal on the street, but setting up these circumstances where somebody's going to get killed because of this crap. Well, yeah, and especially if they know there's no, you know, uh, repercussions. There's no, nothing that can that can happen to them for their actions. You know, there's no need to have a moral compass if you know that there's nothing that can happen to you. Basically, uh, it, it's a terrible precedent to make. I was in New York about a year ago for Thanksgiving, um, and you know, and, and it's sad. Like Britt said, you know, like I would love to take my kids to experience the old school New York that most of us remember from the Home Alone days, right? I take my kids to Rockefeller Center and let them see the Christmas tree and ice skate and, you know, see Radio City Music Hall and, and that part of New York. It's it's unfortunately it's over, um, you know, but I, I just don't understand, especially, you know, man. I mean, and like I said, I don't live up there, but Manhattan used to be the wealthiest of the wealthy, correct, in the, yeah. in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, you were you were in Manhattan. So for, for people in Manhattan to be OK with this knowing that they're going to be the ones targeted by this insanity, you know, because I hate to break it to you, you know, uh, thugs and thieves don't rob poor people. Right. You know? No. They're going to target you walking, you know, walking out of your Manhattan sky rise. And, you know, you may be going for a Subway sandwich like, uh, you know, Smollett. They're going to follow you, (laughs) you know? And, um, you know, it's one of those things where you're going to be the target of this. So it's literally like they painted themselves into a corner, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, last, I have, last time it got this bad, I think it was, you know, we could say that Rudy Giuliani was swept into office for, for two terms as mayor. He, or however many terms he served, I'm not sure. I think they can only serve two, right? And uh, they, uh, and, and he um, he cleaned it up. He, he fixed it. He made, New York was amazing when Rudy, after Rudy Giuliani was done with it. And, uh, you know, it survived in an amazing capacity for a few years, but it took a series of Democrat mayors to destroy it. And now Democrat DAs are going to finish the job. Go ahead, Britt. So, so I have a question. So um, bad guy with gun is robbing or beating or doing bad stuff. Good guy with gun puts bad guy with gun down to stop beatings and killings. Do you think good guy with a gun in that DA district gets a pass? Or does good guy with gun get the full book thrown at him of why do you have a gun? Why are you in New York with a gun? Why are you doing? So I'm pretty confident that if you're a good guy with a gun, you'll quickly become an incarcerated good guy with a gun under Bragg's uh, Manhattan DA district. I 
I, this is all political to me. I'm looking at it. Do we know? Did Braggs get any funding from the Soros groups or any of the uh, any of the any of that ilk? I think well, he probably I, did. I, I bet would, you. I would. I would. If I had to guess, I would guess that he did. But I don't have any information to support that guess. But it certainly fits the mold I mean, of of the Soros funded DAs. Yeah. So um, my my advice is get the hell out. Get out. If you have the means, get it sucks for the poor and the working class because they're stuck there. But get out while you can because this is not getting any better anytime soon. The cops are going to stop arresting people because why? Why put themselves in that position? You know, they're going to have, you know, like the, the they're going to get in a struggle. Someone's going to get hurt and they're going to be the ones that go to jail because they'll get the book thrown at them because that scores the leftist political points. Um, and Matt, you're totally right. You know, I, how many, how many, how many times in the middle of the night have you been scrolling? You know, the the, the video streams and YouTube, whatnot, and, and all of a sudden you get, go down the wormhole of the of, of God dang it of South the, the South African crime videos where the rich people are trying to pull into their lock gate, and all of a sudden here come the hordes and they pull them out of cars, and you know you see the video of them climbing the barbed wired lasered fences, and yeah, who wants to live in that? Where you have to have, you know, Rottweilers and electrified fences. And I mean, there's one guy that has, well, there's one company in South Africa that they make a modification that they mount underneath your car that shoots flames out the side. So when carjackers are trying to carjack you, you hit the button and you barbecue them. That's South That's Africa. That's awesome. That's awesome. It is. I want that. I absolutely want that. I mean, that, but... that should be an add-on to every car in America. Yeah. All right? Yeah. I'll yeah. take the fog light and flamethrower package on that vehicle, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like how much to the, how much for the Mad Max upgrade? You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, it has this company makes another thing. It's called the the, the ankle breaker, and it's 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 a it's a steel arm underneath each side, and it's got hydraulics, and it literally swings out. And it comes out so strong that anybody that's standing in the way, I mean, they're done. Their ankles are gone. They, they their legs are broken, and then you drive off. I mean, but that's, Brent, that's I'm I'm, I'm starting to get aroused here. The more you talk, all right, you got to stop. Okay, this is amazing stuff. All right, this is amazing oh, look, look stuff. Up, just Google South African flamethrower car or something like that. It's a, it's a pretty cool video. Um, that's but, amazing. But that's what they know? live in, and that's that. I mean, that's where Frisco is right now. You cannot walk down the street. I mean, without getting, I mean, the people put people go, put signs in their cars. Doors are open. Nothing's in here. Please don't break window. I mean, no. that's where we're at in these big cities. <laughs> I mean, you guys, I'm sure you guys have had the same conversations I have with my team. You know, I've got some amazing, you know, guys that are military, you know, feds, LEOs. And, and, and we joke about this when we travel. You know, a lot of these guys watch my six when I travel. And, and we've literally been joking the way the country's going. It's a running joke that we're literally two, three years away from a Mad Max setting in America, literally. Yeah. Like an oh, Escape yeah. from L.A. type setting. With the way the government's going, they have no grasp of anything, no concept of reality, um, no no way to protect you. Um, you know, I mean, used to the NRA used to be aggressive, you know, and they would put out those uh, <clears throat> commercials. You remember those commercials where it would be like, how long does it take for a 911 response? And it was like 11 minutes, 17 minutes. How long does it take to own a gun? And it was like, you know, 12 seconds. You know, sorry, to, but we've got to quit being offended and start getting back to that kind of America. Um, I, I, I'm one of those people. A lot of people like concealed carry. Now, some of the guys on my team are going to disagree with me. They like to be, 
they're like, well, if you're wearing one openly, you're going to, you know, a lot of my law enforcement buddies are like, well, if you're going to wear one openly, they'll target you first. I'm like, good. Let's see who's quicker. <laughs> you know, that's, that's one of those things where I honestly, you know, you think about this and you look at when, when that was kind of a thing, you didn't have the violence you have right now. Because if you walked in and you were a schmuck, there's a chance the other guy will shoot you. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's 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 almost like mutually assured destruction a little bit, I guess, to a, to a degree. But I think it should be constitutional carry in all 50 states. And I think you would see the crime uh, clean up real fast in America if that went around. By the way, with what I just said, I got you guys your first right-wing watch article, so you're welcome. Um, <laughs> they will be excited about what I just said. Um, so... But I'm serious. I mean, it, like that. You know, I'm I'm serious on this. If if, if everyone was open carrying, right. you are right. When when Florida went loosened up their concealed carry, open carry stuff way back, what was it, 25 years ago or something like that? I mean, I, what is it? Uh, More guns, less crime is the book that chronicles all the data. Uh, it was the okay corral for a little bit as the criminals had to be retrained that the law abiding have guns. But then, man, crime plummeted because the bad guys were like. Uh oh, we can't. This guy's going to shoot us um, because the good guys have the guns now too. Um, but I think you're, I, I think you're half right, Matt. I think we need a mixture of open carry and concealed. The, the concealed part is is very effective because just in case a bad guy wanders into an area where they don't, there just happens to be no one with a gun because they don't feel. Like, I don't think everybody should carry, but they wander wander into an area and there happens to be no one with a gun. He doesn't know that. So it's like shit. Uh, I, I agree with what you're that. saying. I, I guess my my point on that is, I don't think the bad guys are going to have a, a, a thigh holster from Urban Carry Company like the three of us might walking into a convenience store. True. You know, they're True. not. They're, it, it's going to be tucked away, hidden. You know, and then they're going to be like, you know, give me the money in the drawer. You know, but if they walk in and JV's, you know, over there looking at the Mountain Dew, and you're looking at Bubblicious, and I'm grabbing Cheetos, and we all three have a Glock on our hip. You know, I hate to break it to you, you know, but, you know, uh, Leon or Randy or whoever who thought about robbing that store has changed his mind dramatically. Yeah. I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, that's my theory on that. But Mm -hmm. but I mean, but I do agree with you. It would be nice to have. I think make the concealed. It's option. I think it should be optional. That's my theory. It should be optional. But I also don't think, um, you know, it's just a sad situation we're in. The fact that you have to get a permit to conceal carry. If you don't have any priors, right, at all, it shouldn't be this this 300-part process. You know, you have to go through a nine-hour training class, which, by the way, it's absolute BS. Most instructors will give you the answers. Probably shouldn't say that out loud. But, you know, then you go to the course. You go to the course. They make sure that you're, you know, you don't shoot yourself in the face. And then they sign off on it, right? That's pretty much what happens. And then, of course, they run the little background check. Uh, you get pulled over. The guy pulling you over already knows you've got a concealed carry because now it runs to your plate. It's but the whole point is, is this is supposed to be the freest country in the world? As long as you're not a felon, well, this shouldn't even be a discussion, in my opinion. Well, but but even but even that's not even in the Constitution. I mean, the, the Second Amendment is pretty freaking clear. We don't need all that stuff. It, it says we have Correct. the right to own and bear arms. Period. I mean, there, there's no. It, it, it's very not ambiguous. It's very direct. We can all own arms and we can all wear them and carry them if we want. Um, through the courts, they've chipped away at it, but that's not what's in the Constitution. And there's a way to fix that. And if you want to change it, get a, get a convention of the states and go through the process. 
but it'll never make it. And you know that. So you got you're, they're using the courts. Um, I, I, me personally, I think if a, if a politician helps pass a law that says you can't carry a gun, they should be personally held responsible for every death that someone wasn't able to defend themselves from. And they should be able to be personally sued, not the state. And, and Britt, the same people, you know, and, and I'll get, I want to give it back to JV too, but the same people, you're right, Britt, on all that. The same people that are telling you you have to go through this entire process are like Mayor de Blasio, who's living at the Gracie Mansion. I guess now it's a different guy. What the hell is the new guy's name? Um, Eric Adams. Adams. Uh, Eric, Eric Adams. Adams. There you go. Good thing of it. You know, the only thing I liked about him, even though he's a Democrat, is he said, you know, he said he won't bow down to Black Lives Matter. I thought that was a great statement from him. We'll see if it holds true. Uh, he obviously realizes they're a pain in the ass, which I liked. Uh, and, he, and, he, and that was, you know, ballsy for him as a Democrat to come out and say. But the point is, they're living in a hundred to $150 million Gracie mansion. You know, uh, trust me, I, I know how the security is over there. I burned a communist flag over there about a year ago, right in front of it. Amazing how many uh, police officers... Um, Amazing how many police officers came running out, uh, and they were like, "You can't do this." And I'm like, "If it was an American flag, would you have came over with a fire extinguisher?" Right. And they were, and literally, they were like, "Oh, I mean, it was it was like a kidney shot, right?" <laughs> they say they say yeah. nothing when these communists burn the American flag, but you burn the communist flag, and they're throwing a fit because it was in front of the mayor's mansion. What well, is a communist? We all know that about De Blasio. But but the point is. Everyone telling you you can't own a firearm or you shouldn't have one or you shouldn't do this all walks around with armed security. That should be your sign yep. that they're unequivocally full of crap. I don't know what I don't care about your politics. That's just a common sense thing. And, I, and I'll yield back, JB. I, you know, one of the things that we lose in this discussion when we're talking about any of these things is that the bigger issue here is that when we hear these politicians or activists talk about white supremacy and white supremacists and being in whiteness and all of this stuff that they're accusing our country of being what they're really attacking is a is a civilness a civil society that has prospered and worked so well for 200 plus years they're they're attacking a culture that is is kind and generous and compassionate in exchange for these what I would consider to be far inferior ideas that are that are creeping in to our politics, they're creeping into our legal system, they're creeping into our DAs, and they're allowing what I call the least among us, and I don't mean this in a racial sense, I don't mean this in a in a gender sense, I don't mean this in a ancestral uh, heritage sense. What I mean this is in a in a, in, a, in, a, in values in the values of these people. They they're allowing these lesser ideas to become mainstream and push out the ideas that used to keep us safe and respectful of one another and a polite society. De Tocqueville said it. Other politicians have said it. When American democracy loses its morality, it can no longer survive. And we're losing our morality. We're giving it away. We're giving it away to these inferior ideas, these inferior ideas like critical race theory that tell some one group of people they're bad because of the color of their skin and another group of people that they're oppressed because of the color of their skin. That's not American. Those aren't American ideas. And, and, and we're allowing that discussion to happen. We should just say, you guys are fools. Get out of the public discourse. That's what we should. And we said that 30, 40 years ago. We're no longer able to say that. But we need to get, regain control of that debate because it's the way we treat each other that is at the core of all of these things. 
You know, if we don't value the life of our neighbor, we'll think nothing and put a gun to their head and shoot them for whatever we want in their house. But when we value their lives, we wouldn't, you know, we would think twice about doing that or not do it at all. And uh, we need to get back to those ideas. I want to do a bit of a lightning round here. Uh, we, we're, we're an hour and 15 minutes already into this. I had a couple of things that I kind of want to look ahead and get Matt's opinion on, your opinion, Britt, uh, about some of these things that we're looking at. One of them is we mentioned the midterms here. Matt, what do you think is going to happen? Uh, you know, the consensus is we're going to see the Republicans take the House of Representatives. That's only step one in my estimation. Then we have to hold them responsible for what they do once they get there. But what kind of victories do you think we're going to see there? And what about what do you think about the Senate? I think you're going to see victories uh, across the board. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned about the Senate a little bit more than I am the House of Representatives, but I believe we're going to take both back. There's no way that anyone can look at their financial portfolios, the way this first year has went, uh, the supply chain issues, and, and, and even remotely, in my opinion, uh, you know, think about not voting. You know, I think this is going to be a massive red wave. <clears throat> I think the Democrats see it coming, too, because now I believe there's 24 Democrats that are no longer seeking re-election coming up this year. Uh, and, and for people that don't understand, I mean, it, you know, it is, you know, with Congress, it is all, all of them. You know, it's all 435 seats are up every two years. So, you know, um, I believe that's right, isn't it? I think it's all 435 yeah, it this is. year. It is every two and years. So, yep. Every two years. So, I mean, that's a, that's a chunk right there. Um, Devin Nunez, you know, going to run Tr Truth Social for Trump to be the CEO of that company leaves a void, but he comes from a very highly conservative area in California where he takes like 65% of the vote in that election. So whoever runs in his place that he endorses, you know, will obviously, I think, take that seat as well. Um, Trump is going to, he's already announced it the other day, going to be heavily, heavily, heavily involved in the midterms. Um, I'm going to be heavily involved in the midterms. Lots of others are as well. Um, you know, Sarah Sanders is going to be the go next governor of the great state of Arkansas. You know, I'm, I'm working with, you know, to, to help with that. And, you know, Leslie Rutledge will be the attorney general in our, or the, who is the attorney general, I think will be the next lieutenant governor in Arkansas. Two powerhouse conservative females who support the Second Amendment and will fight. And that's the key thing is getting behind these candidates in your states, not just at the, the federal level, JV, but at the um, state level too. So I think it's, so I'm going to make this, try to make this quicker. But yes, the federal is important. But folks, don't forget your local elections, your city councils, your school boards, because that's what's really screwing America over. So try to, you know, yes, vote for, for Congress and the Senate. It's important. But at the end of the day, we've got to take back the city councils, the, the county judgeships, the school boards, the state representative spots, and the secretary of state, AG, all that matters in your state. We saw what happened in 2020. I hope by now, I pray to God that people realize how important the state level elections are especially to keep in your state free. I'll yield back. Sorry, Yeah, JB. no, no, that's fine. And, and and what you said is so very, very important and can't be overstated. We have to pay attention to these local elections as well. I'll, right down to dog catcher, Britt. Right down to dog catcher. And I know you had been considering yep. running for dog catcher in your district. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's an important, all of these local elections, and we've neglected school board elections far too long. And school board elections, I don't know what yep. it is, how it works where you guys are. I don't know if this is the way it is nationally, but in our area, the school board elections are on a different election day. They have a different uh, day oh, man, for voting. It doesn't happen on the normal election day where you'd go and vote for your political officers. So, uh, you know, a lot of people just don't vote. A lot of people don't go. The mayoral that, elections. And, and, and that has to be on purpose, right, guys? I, would I'll, think. I just yes. want to add that. Yeah. It has to be on purpose. Yeah. 
And uh, even in Cooperstown, our mayoral elections are in May. They're not on election day in November. And a lot of people don't vote. They just don't think about it. They forget it's that day. It's not a lot, you know, there's not a lot of media here in Cooperstown to remind you that it's election day on May 5th or whatever it is. So it, it doesn't happen. Britt, uh, Brit, question to you on this. Assuming Republicans do take control of the House of Representatives, they have vowed investigations. They have vowed oh God, yeah. impeachment. <laughs> they have invo- uh, 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 They have vowed many, many things. Sometimes this becomes counterproductive when people just get tired of the investigations. Are we at that point? And if not, and they go ahead with some of these investigations, what are the things that you think should be at the top of the list that should be investigated? If they do it properly, thoughtful, methodical, not with a bunch of hyperbole and crazy words and personal, just the facts, ma'am, Sergeant Friday, dragnet style, they will eviscerate. Uh, the blob in uh, D.C. They will eviscerate the Democrats. I think, so I, they need to be the Sergeant Friday, just the facts, ma'am. No, not a bunch of hoopla and fireworks and flashy shit. Just the facts. That's all they need, because they're there. And they need to go after Hunter Biden. They need to look at Joe Biden. They need to go after fucking Schumer. They need to figure out Pelosi's stock trading stuff. I mean, I want the Republicans to go scorched earth on all of them. And if they find any rhino Republicans, or elite, uh, you know, part of the uniparty Republicans doing the same shit, they need to burn too. Burn them all. Now, will they do that? I don't know. I think they're going to do it with the flashy stuff. And never, what did, Joe, what, did, what did President Obama say about Joe Biden? Never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to fuck something up. Well, we as populist <laughs> Republicans need to look at the, the D.C. elected Republicans that have been there for a while and have the same thought process. Never. Be shocked. Never underestimate the ability for the Republicans to fuck up a good thing. And they'll do it. They'll screw it up. And it's going to be bad. You watch. And then they're going to hand, they're going to purposely, the, the rhinos will purposely hand the Democrats the weapon to bludgeon yeah. whoever runs for president in 2024 over oh, yeah. and say, it was those guys. It was those guys. It was those guys. Yeah. Well, and you watch. Yeah. Well, Matt, you know that the chorus from the Democrats is going to be, oh, wasting all this money on investigations. American public is tired of investigations. It's time we get to work for the American public. Meanwhile, this sham of a January 6th commission is going through. In fact, they just they, they've just asked Sean Hannity to voluntarily voluntarily uh, give them information because apparently Sean Hannity had been texting with Mark Meadows, Jim Jordan and Donald Trump and some I think some other members of the Trump family during the January 6th events and also subsequent to January 6th. And they have those text messages. So they're almost being coy with this. They shouldn't have those messages. They shouldn't have anybody's messages, but they have them. And uh, this witch hunt is going to continue right up until the midterms because this is what they see as their only way of, uh, you know, stopping some of the blood loss. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest kicker with this whole thing is, you know, I, know I, have, I have friends who've been subpoenaed, you know, um, who've been called in. Um, you know, there's this notion from this J6 thing that there was all this planning and nonsensical crap going on. Um, you know, I can tell you that you know, first off, the entire D.C. was was shut down. Mayor Bowser, you know, the beaming, you know, shining light of brilliance that she is. Yeah. Um, you know, she was you know, she shut down the entire city. So there was no place to eat restaurant wise. Right. Everything was to go trying to keep everybody in their rooms. Right. In their hotel rooms. <clears throat> so so I, I spent a lot of time in Virginia because, you know, I'm a big boy and I like to eat. 
So, um, and so the, the, but the big thing is there was no planning. You know, I was literally in my hotel room uh, the night before at 2.30 in the morning. I, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, with a couple of my guys on my team and Nicole O'Grady, who's a Christian singer, eating chicken and waffles, right? Um, you know, literally had it delivered. Um, so this, you know, if, if that's, you know, pre-planning, then so be it. But it's like they, they want there to be so much more to this than there really is. You know, it's pretty simple. A group of a group of agitators mixed in with a bunch of feeble-minded patriots. You know, and I say feeble-minded is the nicest term I can use right now, because these idiots cost us the chance of actually having our voices heard. This was the whole point. Nobody's talking about this. The entire premise of this was to keep things from being said on that sacred, hollowed ground on that floor. To keep those arguments from being made, to keep, you know, that's to keep things, you know, this was the purpose. And nobody seems to, you know, not, not even a Charlie Kirk has had the balls to say what I just said. The purpose of what happened on January 6th was not an insurrection. It was to keep the Ted Cruz's. It was to keep the Rand Paul's. It was to keep the Thomas Massey's. It was to keep the real patriots who are in office from having a chance to speak, to voice their concerns, to talk about discrepancies, to talk about what had been found with election fraud, and, and all across the board. None of that ever was able to take place because of what happened at the Capitol. This was set in motion to keep that from happening. So I, I, I'm, I'm pissed off for what happened because that was the entire purpose was to have those grievances heard. Matt, can I ask you... And that you, never was able to me, take let place. Let me ask you something, Matt, yeah. because there's a lot of, you know, again, we talk conspiracy theories. Today's conspiracy theory is tomorrow's truth. Uh, you know, there's talk about uh, a lot of federal agents in that crowd. There's talk about uh, Nancy Pelosi knowing a lot more than what she lets on and the Capitol Police knowing a lot more than what they're letting on to. And we may be treading on some dangerous ground here. We're certainly going to have to delete this show from YouTube when we're done. But yeah. do you think that those ideas are far deeper than have been let on at this point? I, I think it's always, I think there's always a possibility. You know, I don't trust anything that they tell you, obviously. They haven't been forthcoming or honest with the American people. They lied about the entire Russia nonsense. They lied about the Ukrainian phone call. They, you know, the Steele dossier, they've lied about everything. You know, they have tried vehemently to cover up the murder of Seth Rich now for five years. You know, they have done all of these things, guys. And they continue to do it. So I, I believe it's all within the, I think it's all a possibility that there's so much more that what we don't know. But I always tell people when they're like, Matt, do you think we'll get to the truth? Folks, they're still covering up and hiding the murder of JFK in this country. Yeah. It's been 70 yeah. years, yeah. you know? And, and Trump was going to release it, and then all of a sudden the alphabet agencies lost their mind. If you remember that back in 2018. I do, yeah. He was like, you know what? I'm the president. I'm bringing it out. I'm bringing it out. Everybody starts cheering. Week later, he's like, well, you know, I talked to the CIA and I talked to the DNI, and you know, next thing you know, it never comes out. They will. They they just cover up, cover up, and cover up. JV, and it's it's disgusting where we're at. But but I mean, my whole thing is is that this whole committee thing is a sham. We all know it is. Um, but. You know, I, I honestly, I think it needs to. You know, this is going to be an unpopular thing, but I'd, I'd love to know who was behind it. If you see where I'm going with this, yeah, 
Mm -hmm. I would love oh, to yeah. know who was actually behind this. Well, I guess so. The, I'm not. I'm not against the investigation. Yeah, at but, all. but but a real investigation, one that's not hiding fourteen thousand hours of video surveillance uh, from the Correct. American public. A real investigation, not a political witch hunt, which is what this J J six commission is doing right now. The fact that they have right. they have forced. Uh, cell phone carriers to release transcripts of text messages from people you know without warrant i mean it's just unbelievable how how this is the wide net they're throwing out there to just try to catch somebody at something oh <laughs> there's so much that i can tell you guys with the lawsuits that i've been involved in i mean like literally my attorneys have been you know suing and and counter suing the fbi and the cia for what's been done to me and the funniest thing is now they've came out in the CIA or the, the NSA CIA. They've said, look, we can't confirm or deny whether we spied on Mr. Couch because that would violate national security. So we can't say whether we do or do not have information or files on him. Unreal. So, th th it, so this is what we're dealing with, right? Unreal. Yeah. So translating that, yes, they have lots of files on you. Yeah. Probably this damn thick. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just I just yes, want to I want yes. to take a second and just thank. We've had uh, a bunch of people in Foxhole uh, uh, gifts some things, cans, shades, other things. Thank you to Laura QAnon, uh, Liberty Bells, and others who have done that. I, I didn't get to acknowledge them when they happened, so I just wanted to make sure everybody knows we appreciate that very, very, very. We love very the much. support. Thank yeah. you very much. Hey, I got a question. Something you said, JV, that that they're trying to get Sean Hannity to voluntarily come in uh, because he was texting. They don't need him to come in because they have the text. They can see it all. But I'm thinking this is a they're they're trying to do an FBI setup trap, uh, you know, a process crime. Uh, Mr. Hannity, did you say the you know, did you text this to the president on this time? And, you know, did you say the house was white? And Hannity goes, yeah, yeah, I think I did. Well, sorry, sir, you're going to jail. The house was black. So, um, you know, you lied to us. I, they have the information. They're trying to set people up. I wouldn't go, or just yeah, go I, I, the fifth. Yeah, I doubt he will go voluntarily. I, I really would be surprised. Yeah. But here's an example. This is one of the text messages they have that they want to ask him about. He sent, let me see, he sent this message to um, Meadows, Mark Meadows, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, and Representative Jim Jordan. And the text message says, guys, we have a clear path to land the plane in nine days. This was on just January 10th. So after the January 6th events, we have a clear, clear path to land the plane in nine days. He can't mention the election again, referring to Trump, uh, ever. I did not have a good call with him today. And worse, I'm not sure what's left to do or say. And I don't like not knowing if it's truly understood. Ideas? Question mark. So to me, that's just almost, it's not really Sean Hannity acting as a reporter, Obviously, it's more of Sean Hannity acting as a friend saying, hey, you know, let's uh, let's let's all calm down. Let's settle down here. But this commission wants to know exactly what these conversations were about. And they won't rest until they get somebody's. Well, they want Trump's head on a stake, uh, but they want all the people that they can. Somebody said today that they're looking to uh, um, they, they looks like they want to gather up all the people that could help Trump in 2024 in the presidential election, and they want to have them all indicted on something so they can't help. I mean, Matt, you probably have more insight on that than any of us do, uh, but it looks like, you know, they're trying to round up all the Trump supporters just to keep them from being able to support him in 2024. Yeah, there's a big announcement coming on January 6th at 5 p.m. from President Trump. Um, it's at Mar-a-Lago. I don't know what it's about. Uh, I got the invite.
Uh, you know, I could have applied for press credentials, but uh, everyone I know has been stuck in airports for days, so I wasn't even going to think about trying to get down to Miami yeah. on this short of notice and be stuck down there for 10 days. The press conference got canceled. canceled. I think he canceled. Sure? I saw a blurb on I saw a blurb on Twitter. Uh, somebody. Well, if he Twitter. did that, if he did, that's good, and we can talk about that. I mean, I'll, I won't say anything uh, that, that I wouldn't say to you guys, that I wouldn't say. You know, I said to my team. You know, it's like, look, here's there's two reasons to do a presser, and they were talking satellite trucks, everything, and you guys both have that. You know, that situation. You've done a lot of TV and things too. You don't need satellite trucks unless it's a massive ass announcement. Right. And, 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 and he doesn't need to talk about January 6th. It's already a fiasco. Leave it alone. Um, so he was going to try to address January 6th. Terrible idea, in my opinion. Terrible idea. Just leave it alone. The only reason for that presser would have been if he's announcing his candidacy to run in 2024, which would be hella early, you know, really, really early, like a year early, you know, maybe a maybe year and a half early. But I, I mean, and then I'm thinking to myself, I was telling people, is he brazen enough? to do it on January 6th. And I've got buddies of mine that are pastors, you know, big national pastors, and they're like, well, hell yeah, he is, man. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. So then I'm like, oh, my God, you know, this, you know, I'm thinking of the the nightmare scenario this press conference is going to be, right, on January 6th. So, you know, Britt, if it did get canceled, that's good news. If he's going yeah, forward at it right with now. it, you know, holy Fox crap, News, ABC right? News, yeah, Fox News, CBS News, ABC, AP, they're all reporting that it's canceled. Could you could it have been an effort to steal the headlines so that the all those networks that are trying to do these January six revisits uh, maybe don't have uh, as much uh, I don't know influence because this headline appears if it's the if it's his campaign for twenty twenty four or whatever it is do you think it was an effort to steal the headlines? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I think so. It could have been. I just think it's a bad idea. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you know, from all different levels. I mean, I think you just leave it alone. They're wanting to make something out of it, um, and, and the biggest thing to me is, you know, um, you know, and I, I mean, I've, I guess I, I don't, know if I, I think I've told you guys. I don't know if I've said it on the air. Now, you know, I had the FBI in my living room like five days yeah, after January. You 6th. did say, yeah. So, you know, and you could literally, you know, when they asked what, me, you know, they're like, you know, the situation. Well, what you didn't tell us, what you didn't tell us is, you were in your tidy whities and handcuffed. <laughs> well. Um, you know, uh, possibly. I didn't have anything for them to snack on, so I handed out some gummy handcuffs. You know, Brent. You know, I know. but um, but no. So, but honestly, I just you know, I was honest. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, why did you talk to them?" Because I didn't do anything. I wasn't there, right? I was sitting third row, freezing my ass off on one of the coldest days of my life for seven hours, basically. Um, I had a gorgeous plus one with me. Um, I, my security guys are with me. Everyone is freezing to death. And at the end of the thing, my security guys are like, we're not going to the Capitol. We can't protect you there. Um, we're going back to the hotel. And I'm like, okay, club sandwiches and bourbon. Sounds like a great idea. I'm frozen. <laughs> could not literally, literally could not feel my legs from the knee down. Ugh. That's how cold it was. And I had an overcoat on two pairs of socks. And we're dressed up. It's the president, right? Oh, You're you in the southern VIP, boys. So. You southern boys, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was brutal. But, but, my, but my whole point is we watched the chaos on television, right? And, but, you know, I, I told them everything that, that I witnessed. And, you know, they, they, they asked some questions that really had nothing to do with it. But I think, you know, I was honest. I earned their respect. You know, they said, well, you know, what, what did you think? And I said, I think these people are idiots. 
I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. You're breaking windows to the Capitol, which is hollowed ground to me. Yeah, I'm yeah. a historian. I'm a constitutionalist. I don't give a damn what your political party is. If you're damaging that house, yep. you know, that the, the, the greatest leaders in our world's history have, have, have been in at times, I have no sympathy for you regardless of your party affiliation. Yep. You should go to prison. And that's my opinion of it. I agree. I agree. Me too. Uh, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, I think I think we've kept Matt long enough. Uh, Britt, uh, he's gracious, particularly because he's just getting over a cold. Um, are you feeling okay, though, Matt? I mean, you sound like you're doing all right. I, I, feel, I feel really good other than just I have this tickle. Yeah. So my 14-year-old gave it to me, and it's, and it's not COVID. Um, <clears throat> she tested. Um, you know, I, was, I wasn't going to test, but... I, you know, I'm, I'm a, I have ex-wives, and you know how that goes, right? Yeah. They were like, yep. So ordered the uh, the lovely home test delivered, and it was negative, and she gave it to me. But it started off, I was fine until, like, New Year's night, mm. and that's when it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was really all, all you know, clogged. And uh, now this is going away, but now I've got that tickle from breathing with my damn mouth open for three nights. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, it's just, it's a process, but... You know, I hate to break it to everyone at home, but the cold does a common cold is back. Yeah. Um, you can name it after a transformer. It doesn't make it any more scary, right? Yeah, yeah it's true. Uh, boy, Britt, we've had a few people on the show recently that are either getting uh, have a cold or getting over a cold or whatever. Been uh, yeah. been several folks. So except for me. Yeah. And you, yeah, neither so one of far, us. Knock on wood, man, man. Yeah. Uh, well, Matt, hey, thanks for being with us tonight, Matt. I mean, we we covered a lot of ground tonight in an hour and a half, and uh, we we love your perspective on this stuff. You have insight that um, that we really appreciate. So, thanks for joining us tonight. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you for everything, and uh, thanks for doing the show and taking your time. And I want to say this real quick: a lot of people don't know that are watching in the channel. Share this on your social media. Share it on your Facebooks, your your Twitters, your you know, getters, whatever you're on, uh, Telegram, because these guys are doing this, uh, taking their time. They put together a format, production, and they're doing it. Well, you guys are doing what, five days a week? Yeah, we're doing five a week. Pretty yes. much? Yep. Five days yeah. a week. So th this is this is a sacrifice. You know, and trust me, I've, I've been where they're at. They're not, no, they're not making money on this, guys. Right. None of us are, no. right? But they're doing it because they love their country. So if you could just share the, share the, the broadcast, tell a friend about it. And let's grow this platform, these guys. I'm telling you, it's one of the best shows out there, and I, it's my honor to be on it. And I, I watch you guys in the evenings and and laugh while I'm writing depressing articles on the DC Patriot. <laughs> uh, speak, speaking of which, let let folks know where they can uh, follow your stuff uh, at DC Patriot. And... You can follow uh, the latest truthful news at the DCPatriot.com, and and then I've got my uh, apparel line at, at FaithandFreedoms.com. You know, we got stuff like Make Speech Free Again, and and uh, and Hell just yeah. you know. Just some cool stuff like that on there, and that's kind of that allows me to travel around the country and 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 fight for this uh, country that, for whatever reason, I still think is worth fighting for. When it seems like nine out of ten people could care less, unfortunately. God. Well, we're in the same uh, camp as you. We feel it's worth fighting for, Matt. We hope to join you on some of those travels and and uh, help your voice and our voices and the voice of millions of Americans who feel the same way be heard because uh, they've been left out of the conversation in a lot of respects, and it's time that they're brought back into it. So you're doing great work, and we appreciate what you're doing. You guys are as well. God bless, guys. You all have a great rest of your night. Thank you. Um, we're lo we love having Matt on the program, Britt. Um, you know, we've had him on a few times. 
uh, since we discovered him <laughs> through Chase, who brought him to the program. When I and what a, I mean, it's just it's been fantastic. I mean, it really, really has. So, yeah. And and he's right about time. He you know he he was being awfully modest. He's put probably takes the amount of time we put into this program, and uh, you know looks minuscule compared to how much time he's put in over the course of the years. Uh, he's done so yeah. much, not just for uh, you know our cause, but uh, for for like minded people who again feel like they don't have a voice, and there are a lot of people, I and mean, that's why we started doing this. We felt like we didn't we, we couldn't say these things on Facebook or Twitter because we would be shut down. So we needed to find a way that we yeah. could we could say these things and have a chance at being heard. And uh, you know, so here we are. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. And man, we just clipped off 90 minutes. Yeah. You're not like you're I'm telling you we're a 90 minute show. This show, yes, Britt. I you know, don't don't start having these public arguments without all the facts. Because what is the, the Monday, the only Wednesday, way. Friday show is That's a different. It is a different <laughs> program, different format. It, you know, we want to we want to scrap that format. I'm, you want to have this public conversation? We want to scrap that format and go to something different. Let's talk about it. But that format is yeah. is specific, and I think it needs to stay at around an hour. I mean, we've yeah, been no, creeping go, in. It, we've been creeping I'm, into hour plus, but yeah. Well, you know, bonus bonus footage. I don't know. It's just hard. It's just hard to. It's hard to not run the mouth. I know. Like you said, we did forty-five minutes on a subject matter you thought would be fifteen I into know. fifteen minutes. I had I had, I, you know, I had so just, much stuff ready to go. We didn't. We touched two things. Uh, it's un- unreal. Yeah, we could have got three hours. We could have done three-hour show. Yeah, Brian says we need All to go right. one hundred twenty well, minutes. <laughs> we need to go one hundred twenty minutes. Who said that? Brian in our uh, YouTube chat. Brian. All YouTube right, chat. come on with us, Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll let Brian go for forty-five. We'll do the other uh, hour yeah. fifteen. Exactly. Uh, oh my God. Rebels cool with ninety right, well, minute shows. We're... Yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea of. I just don't. You know, I I, I want to keep the the Independence Gang original concept that Britt and I put together was kind of quick quick takes on a bunch of news stories from the day. Every time we do the show from yeah. that day, it wasn't getting into in depth concepts, ideas, longer term stories. It was really, I like this. Right. It was really kind of quick hits for the stories of the day and getting the opinions of people who live this stuff, not talking heads, you know, not people who who pontificate for a living, but people who are average Americans out trying to earn a living, support their families and navigate this crap. And And we have a diverse group of people. Yeah. And that's what makes it awesome. Bankers. Yeah. Bankers to teachers to to. uh, um. I don't musicians? even know how to explain what Juliet does. Yeah, the magicians. Not magicians. I haven't. Magicians? I don't think we have any magicians, magicians. yet. Musicians. Uh, Chase, yes. looks like, Chase looks like a magician to me. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, who's that guy? David Copperfield. He is definitely David Copperfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, right. yeah. Uh, uh, let's go. Yeah, I think it's time to call it. But thanks, everybody, for being here. Remember to please subscribe and follow on multiple platforms. Please, if you're one of our YouTube viewers, please make sure you have found us on either DLive, Twitch, Rumble, Foxhole, Podcast, or all of the above. We wouldn't mind if you subscribed on all of those places, all of the, yeah, num- the numbers. Nice. Help us. You don't have to but use yeah, them. But when we get banned from YouTube again, which will happen when they catch up to yeah. us, then you're going to need to find us somewhere else because we don't want you to go away. We still want you to be part of our family. Yeah, and then there's times when Foxhole goes down and YouTube doesn't fire off, and you know, so it's just good to have multiple things. Or Britt forgets to set up Rumble. All these things happen. Yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> it I mean, happens. 
I have a day job. I, I work my day job, uh, and then I rush excuse. home. You know, I yeah, we all have day jobs. We all on. have day jobs. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. Fair enough. Again, thanks, everybody, for being here. Thanks to the folks who made contributions. By the way, if you're interested in making a contribution to the program, again, not to this doesn't go in our pockets. This goes in to the expenses that... Uh, software. Yeah, I mean, the software alone to do this is expensive. Um, oh. Go to our website, independencegang.com. There's a donate tab there, or you can just type in independencegang.com slash donate, and you can make a contribution. We appreciate that help. Otherwise, we will see you tomorrow night for the Independence Game. Cheers, everyone.